Well, good morning, everybody. Big welcome. Good to see you all. You know, the place is looking a little different. It's only a little different. It'll look more different yet. And uh, we'll come to that in a moment. But um, first of all, we're going to pray some important prayers. And I have a special prayer request here all the way from Peru, from Jim Anderson, our friend. And I'll, I'll come to that in just a moment. Noel Patson, though, even though he's improved, is still not well, still slow recovery from uh, all the pain he's been in and uh, still having great difficulties. We're going to pray for Noel. And um, we're also going to pray for the government because Scripture urges. It says, first of all, to pray for kings and all those who are in authority. They've got a very difficult job, especially in the, these days of a 24-hour news cycle and social media. It is almost impossible to govern properly uh, in a democracy because opinion is so easily skewed against uh, governments trying to do the right thing instead of them planning for the long haul they've always got to plan for t the day and it's ridiculous they need all the help they can get they need especially the help of your prayers uh, and uh, and i think the upholding of order of good order and uh, so I, I especially feel burdened over that and you know offer a prayer right now and uh, just join me in spirit Father, I thank you for the government that we have. We, I thank you for Australia and the fact that for so long it has been so settled, it's been so prosperous. I thank you, Lord, for good order and I thank you for a nation that has been well managed and that this, this is one of the most successful nations in the world one of the greatest places of all to live with respect to freedom and it's a huge blessing and I ask that your hand would be upon it Lord I we recognize that when th times are good we become apathetic we repent of that and would, in, would instead seek the way for our hearts to be all the more passionate for, for truth and for the gospel and for righteous living, for uprightness and holiness and for living for the word of God and with our eyes fixed on eternity and upon Christ. But I thank you for all that you've given to us, the liberties and the freedoms. And out of this liberty and freedom and prosperity, I ask that you would enable us and every other believer in this nation to serve the world. Our prayer is that Australia would serve Christ and not only Australia, but this is our responsibility here. You said to pray for the government, for kings and all in authority, that we may live peaceful lives and that all may come to the knowledge of salvation. And this is God's will. I ask, O Lord, that today your hand would be upon the government of Australia. You'd protect the government. You'd bless the government. You'd guide the government. You'd grant the government wisdom, grant the government success in the upholding of law and order and all that is right and good for this nation. I ask, O Lord, that today you would bless the government of Australia. And in the name of the Lord Jesus, I bless the government. We bless the Prime Minister. We bless the Parliament. And, Lord, all that comes from it, all that goes to it, may it... Lord, your word says very clearly that it's Jesus Christ who raises up one king puts down another. You're the ruler of the kings of the earth. We seek your face today for the blessing of the Lord upon this land and the success of the government. 
We bless then the, the government of Australia, the leadership of Australia, the future of Australia in Jesus' name, that the hand of God be with us and for your purpose, O oh Lord. And I, I thank you for the, the possibility, for the faith we have, the hope we have, that the gospel will bear even greater fruit in this land and that even now a whole generation is arising in whom the seed of the word of God will come alive and rise up and bear fruit. This nation will serve Jesus. I thank you there'll be an awakening in this land, an awakening to Christ. And I thank you multitudes across all across the generations become more and more hungry for God, turn to Jesus, look for the truth. Lord, this is our prayer for Australia. Thank you that you hear our prayer. The hand of the Lord be here to bless today, we pray in Jesus' name. Father, we thank you for our brother Noel, faithful brother, passionate brother. Thank you, he's been a blessing to our hearts. I ask, Lord, that today the hand of God be upon him to bless him, to release him from this pain and disability and that you would heal him and restore him to us. Raise him up, O oh God. Grant again the restoration of his strength and liberty and vigor. We bless Noel today and thank you for him in Jesus' name. Amen. I bring you this prayer request now. Just listen to me for a moment. Jim Anderson in Peru. We prayed for Jim at the summit last year. You might remember. Uh, and he lives in an area where you know, there's a lot of difficulty. Uh, in that area where he lives, a um, lot, uh, mm, lot of spiritism, a lot of poverty too. And hand in hand with all of that goes a lot of drunkenness, a lot of immorality, you know, a lot of the difficulties in, in these developing areas. Anyway, he, wrote, he writes me this note. He says, there's a young brother in Christ here in the neighborhood. Now, I asked him how old he was. He's 30 years old. He said, he's been a coach here for adolescents and youth for many years, helping him, them get on track and valuing their lives as children of God. He uses the Bible, inspiring them to a higher calling than the behaviors that dominate people all around them. He's been at work building personal relationships of trust and caring. He, he doesn't think denominationally at all. Uh, in other words, it's not institutional kind of thinking, real Christian thinking. And uh, he said, it's just this year they've become friends. Now, his name is Rule. Now, it's spelled R-U-L-E, but pronounced Rule. And then he says, he recently began having severe headaches and with an MRI has been diagnosed as having two brain tumors. He said, uh, Jim writes, he says, I believe he's called to help build an apostolic community here. And just as soon as I realized that, suddenly he has two brain tumors. Uh, he needs a miracle. Please help us. We're going to pray for this young man. I asked Jim to send me a photo, which he did. Uh, I'm not going to show it to you, but um, he's a handsome guy. Anyway, just classic, you know, square jaw and all that. Just <laughs> tall, tall, dark and handsome. Well, I'm assuming he's tall. But um, we're going to believe the Lord for his healing. I've, I've written back to Jim a number of questions he needs to discuss with Roulet, you know, how he's positioned his life spiritually, uh, spiritual covering, you know, authority, all those kinds of things. We will address those issues, things that can make people vulnerable. Our job today is to pray and believe for him to be healed. There are times you just need a miracle out and out. And so uh, let, let's stand together. We're going to genuinely, seriously believe the Lord for this young man. And so I want you to take up 
this prayer and his name on your lips before the Father, before the throne of grace. We believe God today. And Father, I thank you that we can believe you for a miracle in Christ Jesus. I thank you that you give us miracles and we lift up this man to you, Rulay, right there in South America, and we bless him in the name of the Lord Jesus. We place over him the covering and the protection of the Lord Jesus Christ. We declare he is the Lord's. And I ask, Lord, that your power would go all over him today. The grace of Jesus, the power of the cross, the hand of God. And in the name of the Lord Jesus, I rebuke the lying spirits. We rebuke the brain tumors. I cut off this impact upon him from the spirit realm. We shatter the power of the lie and cast it off him in Jesus' name. Break the power of tumors and cancers. And in the name of the Lord Jesus, release healing to him, release protection to him, release to him the breaking of every curse. Lord, establish him in strength and vigor. Establish him in the word of God. Establish him in relationships of the heart and under the authority of Christ and use him. Lord, raise him, raise many others like him to do a great work for Jesus in that area and all through those nations. And we bless him and thank you, Lord, for him in Jesus' name. Amen. Friends, please be, be seated. Just a couple of announcements. Um, the, big one, the big one for me to communicate today is about this building. And uh, it is that the, all, all this carpet has to come up, all the stage has to come apart. And every single thing you see around here um, has all got to be moved. And we have a professional starting tomorrow, a guy who will... Uh, get up all the glue and all the rubber and everything that's under that carpet. He'll, he'll get this place clean, ready for new carpet to be laid. But our job is to remove everything out of here. And that's not everybody's job. We're asking for some, uh, as many people as are, you know, bodily able and willing and, you know, all the young guys especially. If after the service today, you could give us a hand. Normally, Philip be organising this. It's fallen to me. He's uh, absent. And uh, I'll come back to that at the moment. But... What we need to do is soon after the service ends, we'll, we'll take a 10-minute break, get a, get a drink, visit the restroom, say hello to your friends, whatever you've got to do. But uh, within 10 minutes, of course, if you're, um, if you're not part of this and you're of mature age, you, you, can, you can repair to the upper deck and uh, enjoy the coffee. Young guys, you get to drink a bit faster. And then give me a hand. What The first thing is, Every one of these chairs gets removed and put over in the net. There's a great big open door in the neck. So we'll swing it up. Um, Philip has requested that we keep the sections together if we can because he th seems to think that for another week we need to get it back in. But we'll start that end. We'll do the middle. We'll do these ends. But then everything else loose. So uh, everything you see, pot plants and chairs and, you know, lectin. and So uh, we work our way through and... Uh, the stuff in the corner will leave for now, but um, all that timber all over there, behind sitting behind right, that's got to be restacked inside the net. And you know these panels and whatnot. And uh, anyway, we're going to turn the place into a new place. <laughs> but it, but this little little uncomfortable stage to go through. So ten minutes after the end of the service, how about you know all the young and healthy? Give us a hand, and we'll make we'll make short work of getting all the stuff out of this. The follow-on job, of course, is that all the carpet has to get ripped up, but we won't start ripping that up while people are around, but that has to all come up too. And then the other 
more, slightly more awkward job is the stage has to be pulled apart uh, and that's a task of another order and Ryan is the valiant foreman of works it, it seems of, of such things. Uh, there's more things to go on over the next day or two but that's, that's kind of it for now. So can you remember all the, all the young and healthy, all the vigorous, all those who ever want to. Um, anyway, the more the merrier because we'll make short work of it and uh, get, get all this in order. Um, anybody got any questions when the time comes? I'll be here to try and make sure we cover all the, all the bases. Okay, there you go. A couple of things coming up, dear friends. Church picnic, January 26. Everybody knows about it every year. Uh, key events are approaching. Epiphany, our annual Epiphany Conference, February 4 to 6. Uh, that's uh, Friday night, Saturday night, Sunday morning. And the following Sunday is uh, Vision Sunday. Week of listening prayer, that'll come up too, but we'll say more about it as we go along. That'll be February 21 to 26, so it's over a month away yet, but really, really important we join in there. And family camp, you'll be pleased to know, March 18 to 20. Oh, and some of these cards are up there too. An Alpha course is beginning at what used to be called the Baptist Tabernacle, Rockhampton Baptists now. You can grab one of these cards. They're an invitation card. So if you've got friends interested in doing Alpha, uh, give them one of these, take them along. That is starting pretty soon. When? F uh, Sunday, eight-week course starting Sunday 6th of February. So I, I guess that's Sunday evening. Yes, 6 p.m. with a meal, short video, and so on, so on and so forth. So eight weeks for Alpha. And uh, that's about it. Who's got the birthdays? David does. Right, David. Did I cover the whole list? Cleaned it all up. There you are. Most excellent. I, I was going to say something to David um, about, um, oh, yes, about, you know, the ring of fire and prayers for, uh, <clears throat> what is it? The coronavirus, COVID-19. For a long time, it was from March clear through to like several weeks ago. Um, that, was the, that was the word of the Lord on that that all around central Queensland, sure, anything came in, just went benign, never spread. We had some astounding cases of people coming in with it, it just went nowhere. The rules of the game have changed. That is no longer the case. Once the Omicron version came, I feel the Lord has released it. It's a different kind of thing altogether and uh, it doesn't get into the lungs apparently. It's nowhere near as big a risk, although it's a risk. But what, what the Lord is saying about it, I mean, I sensed it immediately. I heard about that version. I walk into the office without saying a word. David started telling me the same thing, and I didn't want him to say it because I wanted the old word to hold, but I knew I had to hear the Lord. No, it, the, the, still, the ring of fire still has power. I mean, I, there was someone this week that, was, uh, that had rather difficult symptoms of, um, of COVID-19. I got up at 3.30 in the morning, sought the Lord for a word, just instantly very quickly word came and i felt the shift in the spirit sure next morning those those um those symptoms are back right off for them and so no there's still power there's still authority but in this new phase you have to be active in believing god for your own well-being your own home you can make as much of it or as little as you like but you've got to walk with the lord you've got to believe god it's it's like the lord to want to mature everybody anyway in faith and prayer um, yes, there is a pandemic. There are risks. Uh, the risks are less for those who are vaccinated, but not everybody has taken that route, even though most people have. The official statistics in Queensland as of a day or two ago is that 
you are 12 times more likely to be in ICU if you're not vaccinated than if you are. The, the official statistics from England, where they've got huge numbers, is that for the elderly, uh, you're almost 60 times more likely to be hospitalised if you're unvaccinated than if you are vaccinated. Um, I said a couple of weeks ago I'm all in favour of vaccines, including this one, but I know there'll be some individuals who have personal health needs or reasons why that for personally doesn't quite fit them. We've got to give people those freedoms, but I'm all in favour of uh, the development of science, medical science, and where that will take us in, in the world, and it is the grace of God that gives us those things. The way the Lord works, he, he gives miracles, but there are lots of occasions when he will not give miracles because he wants you to do something. It's, it's always a combination of natural and spiritual, and there's a classic Bible story, and it's this one. And in the resurrection appearances of Jesus, he'd, he'd already appeared twice, and he'd told them, he'd, the second appearing was in Galilee, he told them, go to Galilee. So they're there, and, and I guess they're hanging around doing not much, you know, and thinking, you know, not knowing what's going to happen next. And Peter says a classic thing. He says, I'm going fishing. <laughs> and I think, yeah, there's a good word. So he said, Peter said, the others say, oh, we're coming with you. There are only seven of them there. So they go fishing, and this is the story where they fish all night and don't catch a thing. <laughs> and next morning, early in the morning, oh, they see somebody on the beach, and he's got a little fire going. And John says to Peter, it's the Lord. Well, Peter grabs his clothes, leaps into the water, I guess it was shallow, gets to land. It's a terrific story that unfolds. But here's the interesting thing. Jesus has got fish on the fire, but he says, bring some of the fish you caught. In other words, Jesus did not supply miraculously all the fish those eight guys needed for breakfast. It had to be some of the fish you caught. And, and uh, this is very, very typical of the Lord. My experience over 45 years plus in ministry is the Lord generally won't do anything directly for you that he cannot do through another person. He always wants to work through people. It's like with the feeding of the 5,000, the disciples come to Jesus and they say, Lord, we've got all these hungry people. And the Lord's first reaction was, you give them something to eat. They didn't know how to do it, so then he did it. But if he could have worked through them a miracle, he would have done it rather than doing it directly himself. And the same is true with a whole lot of natural things. There are times, look, the Lord's will and purpose for this world is that science would learn more and more and more about how the world works, how God made it, how we work, how the body works, and, and that beautiful development goes on. And ultimately, the, the resolving of problems we have in the world will come more and more from medical science and less and less from miracles. We'll still have miracles, but there's a huge place. Um, and so the, that's why the Bible says a day will come when if anyone dies at 100 years old, they'll be thought of as cursed, uh, a mere youth if they don't make, a, mere, a curse if they don't make 100, a mere youth if they do. And it says, as the days of a tree, so will be the days of my people. Even the newspapers now are talking about people live, will live longer and longer. So the Lord knew all about this almost 3,000 years ago when it was written into the scripture. But what, what brings it is better understanding of our own bodies better understanding of the world we live in, the advance of medical science. The reason we have so much advance in medical science is because Christians believe that God was a reasonable God. That is, he, 
He was an intelligent God who did things intelligently. The world was created intelligently. There were things to be discovered, and it was to the glory of God to discover them. No wonder the Bible says the day will come when the earth will be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord. And, and so all I'm saying is don't let there be a conflict in your mind between what God wants to do for us and what we need to do for ourselves. He, he wants these advances. It's part of his purpose. It's a bit like the story told of some guy on a desert island who was praying, 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 praying. He was marooned and praying for God to save him. Some little boat comes past and offers to pick him up. No, 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 I'm praying for the Lord to come get me. And, you know, it's, I know it wouldn't happen, but as ridiculous as that kind of thing when we don't um, recognize the grace God gives, common grace. He makes his rain to fall upon the just and upon the unjust. Thank God. You know, when I was a boy, I had whooping cough. And I swallowed my tongue and turned blue. And my father saved my life by sticking his finger down my throat and pulling my tongue back up. But thank God today we've got a vaccine for whooping cough and have had it a long time. And thank the Lord for all the other things that have been cured in this world and all the more things in the future that will be cured. And so I think no matter in difficult times like we've been having, thank God for them because he will work. He'll bring such great good upon the world because of these difficult times. In other words, it, it behoves us to remain faithful and fruitful in prayer, believing God, thanking God in all things, thanking God for all things, and not denying what is called common grace. Common grace, the way in which the Lord works through natural things to bless us and to provide our needs.